Back in 2016, Donald Trump campaigned on a promise of curbing immigration. We are going to have an immigration system that works, but one that works for the American people. Immigration has really dominated the president's time in office. Michelle Hackman covers immigration. And she says for the past few years, the Trump administration has worked to reduce immigration to the U.S. But they faced pushback and held off on some key policy proposals. Since the pandemic, that's starting to change. In the last few months, the Trump administration has issued sweeping measures to reduce family immigration and block asylum seekers at the border. You know, they've made arguments in several ways that immigrants pose a danger to Americans because they could be carrying the virus. And they come and they take jobs that perhaps Americans could be taking. Now, that's a claim that could be argued, but it's one that the administration firmly believes. And so I think they would say, we realized these things before the pandemic, and the pandemic is now making our point for us. And then this week, they made another big announcement. President Trump has signed a new ban on foreign workers here in the U.S. Senior administration officials saying they want to see an America-first economic recovery. Suspending new work visas in a wide variety of categories, from high-skilled tech workers to low-skilled seasonal workers. The intent here, you know, in his words, would really be to prevent foreigners from coming and taking jobs that Americans could take. This new directive suspends a wide range of visas through the end of the year, everyone from computer engineers to landscapers. It could prevent hundreds of thousands of people from coming to the country, adding to the thousands of asylum seekers being turned away at the border. The president has managed to essentially shut down immigration with with small exceptions. Most people are now not allowed to come to our country. Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Kate Leinbaugh. It's Friday, June 26th. Coming up on the show, what this latest step in Trump's immigration shutdown will look like and what it could mean for the economy. This episode is brought to you by ServiceNow, the AI platform for business transformation. AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. Enter ServiceNow. It puts AI to work for people, for employees, for developers, and even your customers, removing frustration and supercharging productivity. On our intelligent platform, AI isn't just a promise. It's happening today. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Tap the banner to learn more or visit servicenow.com AI for people. Trump's new visa restrictions could block about 325,000 workers from coming to the U.S., according to some estimates. The administration argues the restrictions could create new opportunities for some of the almost 20 million Americans who are currently unemployed. The directive covers a range of visa types, but the most well-known is probably a visa called H-1B. The H-1B visa... It exists to employ people in, quote-unquote, specialty occupations. You are at least required to have a college degree. There are some even reserved for people with master's degrees. But it's designated by occupation. You know, specialty occupations are typically uh, things in the tech industry, things that require some kind of specific talent where you're filling a gap. Who are some well-known people who have come to the U.S. on these visas? 
<laughs> uh, you know, a really good example is Elon Musk. You know, someone made the point when the president was standing next to Elon Musk during that SpaceX launch that Elon Musk had actually first come here to work on an H-1B visa. That is an example of bringing in foreign talent that then adds to the American economy. For years, Silicon Valley has relied on the H-1B program to recruit top talent from abroad. And leaders of these companies aren't happy about these new restrictions. I mean, they vocally criticized the president. Even some companies who typically are sort of reticent about sticking their necks out to criticize the president have come out and said, this is a terrible policy. I think an argument that these people often make is that the government is thinking of people as sort of widgets and one is replaceable for another. And why are you, the only reason you're hiring an immigrant over an American is because you might be able to pay them less. But, you know, high tech companies would say, these people are really skilled. You know, they're some of the top engineers, uh, you know, some of the top computer scientists in the world. And one is not necessarily replaceable for another. They're, you know, they're the people creating innovation that's really driving our economy. But the Trump administration argues that H-1B visas deny American workers the opportunity to create that innovation. Critics also point to abuses of the H-1B program. There are some famous examples of abuse of the H-1B visa. There are some companies, particularly in the IT sector, that sort of run these models where they employ primarily foreign workers on H-1B visas and, you know, sometimes go into other companies and sort of replace their in-house IT shops. And there's a really famous example with Disney where Disney laid off its internal IT staff and had those people actually train the H-1B IT company that was coming in to replace them. And so, you know, if you are preventing sort of that from happening, jobs might actually go back to Americans. It's not clear what banning these visas will do to Silicon Valley with unemployment so high. But there are some recent examples of what happens when H-1B visas are hard to come by. Because the Trump administration has tightened regulations around those visas for years. There aren't headlines that capture every one of these changes, but the administration has been focused on H-1Bs the entire time they've been in office, and they've made changes that are too small for us to even notice. You know, for example, they make it tougher for you to submit an application if you've even forgotten to fill in one blank on your application. So a lot of applications are kicked back. We've seen a lot more applications get kicked back to companies where the government is asking for additional evidence that the foreign worker is really needed. And so I think even applying for an H-1B has become significantly more expensive and time-consuming, and that has already driven companies sort of away. You know, we've already seen a lot of companies in Silicon Valley relocating some of their operations to Canada, bringing more employees over to Canada rather than the United States. Now in a pandemic, when, when everyone's working remotely, you know, more companies might opt to just employ the same person, but remote and abroad. Trump's new directive not only suspends visas for Silicon Valley talent, it also suspends visas for other jobs that aren't highly skilled, that most Americans could take. The visa suspensions apply to seasonal work visas like H-2B and J-1, for blue-collar jobs like mowing lawns or taking tickets at an amusement park. 
Small business owners that employ people uh, on a seasonal basis, you know, a really common example is landscapers. They tend to hire people, let's say, in March and lay them off in November. That's not a very desirable position for an American to be in because they want to be employed year round. And so that's where sort of these migrant workers come in and are so helpful to us. Some small business owners argue that even though the pandemic has left millions unemployed, these jobs might still be unappealing to American workers. You know, another factor that employers have cited is the extra unemployment insurance that Congress has given unemployed Americans uh, makes it so that the wages that these small businesses are able to pay people is less than what they get on unemployment. And so you have a couple factors here at work. Now, the government thinks otherwise. They think these people haven't actually been pushed so hard to hire Americans because they have this sort of easy outlet of turning to foreigners. And so perhaps if they raised their wages and tried to, you know, lure people out of unemployment, they might actually be able to hire people uh, and, and help stimulate the economy. But some seasonal businesses are already starting to find out that luring people out of unemployment isn't so easy. You know, we still have positions that are server and bartender positions that average, you know, over $20 an hour, and we can't fill those. That's after the break. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com journal. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. Hiring with Indeed, your search is over. With over 350 million global monthly visitors and candidate matching technology, Indeed helps you find quality candidates fast. As a listener of this show, Indeed is giving you a £100 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash thejournalpod. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back. Between the pandemic and Trump's directive to suspend many seasonal work visas, small businesses are scrambling to hire enough staff. Like Maury's Piers, an amusement park on the Jersey Shore. We have three piers full of rides from carousels to roller coasters, and we have two water parks. And then we also have a hotel and resort division. This is Denise Bexon, who runs HR at Maury's Piers. So we're a tourism business, and we operate you know, primarily in the summer months and a little bit into the spring and fall. She says that they usually hire about 500 international workers, mostly students who are looking for summer jobs. This year, statewide shutdown orders kept the park closed for months. They're scheduled to reopen in July at reduced capacity. Denise won't be staffing up as much as usual. But without the visa program to rely on, she's having trouble filling those job openings. You know, we still have positions that are server and bartender positions that average, you know, over $20 an hour, and we can't fill those. The positions that we're hiring for are summer positions. They end in September, and this isn't a replacement for your job. It's, it's a summer job. And yes, unemployment numbers are soaring. However, 
when you're a career individual and you are in marketing or IT or sales and you're laid off, you know, you are looking for a career position. Denise says she's tried to entice local workers to take jobs at the park. She's raised wages and added some perks like meal vouchers. But she's finding it hard to lure people off of unemployment right now. There was a federal supplement to unemployment of $600 a week through the end of July. So in New Jersey, if you take that supplement and the maximum unemployment benefit, it averages out to over $32 an hour. (laughs) So these seasonal jobs and businesses and family-run businesses can't afford to pay $32 an hour for someone to scoop ice cream. So we are struggling, and um, we have just informed our full-time staff, our accountants and group sales and mechanics and carpenters, that they're all going to have to do operational shifts outside, operating rides, flipping burgers, lifeguarding for those that are up for that, in order to be as fully open as we possibly can. While these full-time staff flip burgers and operate roller coasters— Denise worries that the visa suspensions might do the opposite of what the Trump administration intends. It could put her full-time staff at risk of getting laid off. We need these students because we need to realize all the revenue so we can keep our full-time team, our career team, intact as best we can over the winter to get to 2021. And for us, it's all about getting to 2021. This is not going to be a successful year to us. Success is to to make it to another year because with reduced capacities, with reduced rides, with not enough staff, this is survival. As businesses and workers across the country try to make it to 2021, many will be watching to see whether these visa changes last beyond this year. Here's Michelle. We've heard the president's advisors talk about they want to see these policies in effect until The pandemic is over and the economy is recovered. And you could measure that in any way you like if the president is reelected. I think it's fair to expect, you know, several of these things to last beyond the current end dates that they're given. You know, if the if the president can make the argument that the economy is still recovering after December 31st, when this visa ban is set to expire, he could extend it. But how much do you think these visa suspensions will actually help American workers in the economy? You know, it's really debatable. (laughs) Um, What we're in right now is a sort of massive experiment (laughs) that we haven't seen in a while. And obviously there are other factors at play, the pandemic being the primary one. But I think we'll have much better answers about what happens when you can't employ immigrants. What do companies do instead? That's all for today, Friday, June 26th. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal. Your hosts are Ryan Knutson and me, Kate Leinbaugh. Our show's made by Gerard Cole, Pia Godkari, Annie Minoff, Afif Nasuli, Ricky Nevetsky, Sarah Platt, Willa Rubin, Annie Rose Strasser, and Rob Zipko. Our show is engineered by Griffin Tanner with help from Sam Baer. Our theme music is by So Wiley. Additional music this week from Peter Leonard, Bobby Lord, Emma Munger, So Wiley, and Blue Dot Sessions. Fact-checking by Nicole Pasulka. Thanks for listening. See you on Monday.